Austin Abeda, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. All bro. right, it's good to be here, man. It's really nice to have you on, bro. I have not done one of these in person in a long time, so I cool, might be a little honor. rusty, but <laughs> dude, I'm just so excited that I got to meet you. I mean, I'm sitting here with the digital bromad. I've thank been, you, thank you. I've been you. following you on TikTok for some time, and just serendipity led us to kind of meeting each other this week, and... Um, Great to have you here, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you watching. And to be in Medellin, too, at the same time, like, it's meant to happen. It's meant to happen, bro. Dude, you have an insane story. So for the last six months, you've been traveling, doing a lot of solo travel, yep. a lot of partying, working remotely, documenting your journey, and also blowing up on TikTok while you're at it. Talk yeah. me through this, man. What got you into this whole space? Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So basically, I, I was wanting to travel for a long time, and I wasn't able to figure out how to do it. I never saw anyone really doing it. And I didn't even know what a digital nomad was, right. really, until I, my coronavirus hit, work went remote, and that's when my options started working out. I told my manager, like, just let me go to Mexico for one month. If I fuck up, I'll be on the first plane ticket back. Yeah. And then I went there, worked my ass off, and then it have gotten looser each month. I probably need to reel it back a little bit, but, <laughs> but I've been getting looser each month. Uh, stayed remote. Uh, I love it, man. I don't know if I'm going back. So, uh, so just to give you know people who don't know, what do you do for work? I'm a data engineer slash data analyst. So a lot of like Excel spreadsheets, a lot of uh, curing databases, that kind of stuff. Okay, sweet. And uh, uh, you know, so before this, before the pandemic and everything, you worked in the office. You actually had to go into work, and this was in Colorado. Which city? This was actually in Seattle. Okay, this is in Seattle. All right. So you worked in Seattle, but you're from Colorado. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sweet. And so you were working this job, basically like a nine to five, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you know the pandemic hits, and you're like, you know what? I, this is a great opportunity for me to go remote. I think this is a kind of a common story, but what's not common is what you went and did with it. Right? <laughs> yeah, is, I guess. You know, a lot of people you hear about kind of doing the whole digital nomad thing. They do the solo travel for a few weeks or a few months or whatever, and then yeah. they come back. But you seem like you don't really have any intention of coming back anytime soon. No, I feel like this is my new life. I yeah. feel like it's going to be a long time till I burn that urge to just go see new places away. Awesome, it's man. addicting. It it's is, addicting. Dude. It is. I mean, I could speak from personal experience, man. Like, I, uh, you know, when I was in university, I, I was lucky I got to go on uh, international exchange. I studied in Norway, and before then, like, just being someone who's Canadian, um, you know, I haven't really been outside of my boring hometown of, of Ottawa, Ontario, like, mm -hmm. you know, in Canada. Mm -hmm. Just a pretty boring government town, not much really going on there. But I got to go and, you know, study in Bergen, Norway, and I met people from all around the world. And, you know, I was there for eight months, got to do a bunch of travel all around Europe, time. you know, just a bunch of different countries. It's like hopping on a, you know, on a bus or, you know, plane there. It's just crazy. It's just so, so easy to get around. And I got to really experience travel for the first time. And like, for me, solo travel was something that really, really opened my eyes and like I know it's corny but broadened my horizon. Talk <laughs> yeah. to me about the importance of solo travel in your journey, man. Oh man, I love I've traveled with groups before and it's like someone wants to see some shit you don't want to see. <laughs> Someone's like, we gotta check out the farmers market and what and you're like, fuck and it's a whole day and it's a vacation, so you got a limited amount of days. And I just like being able to see the shit I want to see on my time frame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, every weekend feels like it's on, vac I'm, I'm on vacation. As soon as I clock out work, Medellin's out my front door. Like, yeah. 
And I love just being able to do whatever I want to do. Dude, you you hit the nail on the head. Like, you have to... Everyone has different energies when they travel. Someone you grew up with and could be your best friend. That's a good point. If you've never traveled with them, you don't know what... Like, you maybe never lived with them. Maybe never, like, traveled with them even, like, domestically. Mm -hmm. But when you travel internationally, you really learn a lot about someone. Yeah. you learn a lot about yourself. You're like, you know, I have these things. Like... Like, for example, like, I'm here with my cousin, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, when we first came to Colombia last year, we went to Bogota, and I remember we, he wanted to go see the sites. He, he hadn't traveled as much, but he <laughs> wanted to see, like, the main sites. Go yeah. Mozarate, you go to these uh-huh. salt mines and these things. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Like, yeah, we'll do it. I'll, I support it. I think yeah. it's important to, you know, I, I'm a tourist, but I kind of hate on touristy stuff. But I'm a tourist. So so yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Sometimes you got to just be a tourist, right? Yeah. But my battery runs out with that stuff. Like, I'll go in a couple hours. I'm like, all right, man. Like, we saw the thing. We took our photos. Like, enough's enough. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he wanted to stay, take more photos, <laughs> relax, chill, enjoy the, enjoy the whole spot. And I'm like, you know what? That, that just shows that there's kind of sometimes different types of travelers, right? But, you know, all that to say, we've kind of found a way of, to like balance that, living together and stuff. H- have you mixed group travel with the solo travel in this last six months? Yeah, that's a good question. I've definitely flown some girls to come hang out <laughs> to see, which is a risk. That is a fucking risk. But sometimes it works out great, sometimes Dude, it doesn't. Flying out girls and stuff. No, no, it's, well, what it is is it sounds way cooler than it is. I'm flying girls from like Cali to Medellin. So it's like, it's like a, it's like a yeah, $40 flight. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretending like I'm Drake. I'll fly you out here. It's like 40 bucks. <laughs> oh, so it's great. And then I like having someone that speaks Spanish because I feel like you save that 40 bucks on like the gringo price stuff. Mm. Like we go out and like the ticket pays for itself and I always have a cute date. And uh, especially if she's never been to Medellin before, it's all like, she's got that exciting it's energy. It's kind of like a win-win-win. Like everyone's kind of exploring something new, even if it's in your own country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. But it's gone wrong. What I was going to say is it's gone wrong a couple times. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you know, for anyone who follows you on TikTok, you're someone who, you know, does such a good job of showing not only the, the glamorous and like fun side yeah. of being able to do what you're doing, but also some of the, the dark side. And, you know, there's this one video where you were talking about getting uh, getting robbed. Yeah, uh, by I got robbed by a Colombian girl. <laughs> by a Colombian girl, man. Why do you, you know, for, for my listeners, tell that yeah. story a little Okay, bit. okay. So I... Uh, you're trying to back up like my whole idea with the TikTok was to just be as authentic and just show good and bad show everything because I don't like I think society's moving away from like the whole highlight reel of your like I see that and I don't feel invested you know like I like seeing the actual stuff that happened so there was a night we were what is it I think it was like a third night here maybe it was an early day here like I just got to Medellin we're hanging out at the club we meet some cool chicks we're like drinking it's like end of the night so I'm talking like sun rising walking back I have a friend Alejandro's from Mexico City and he's telling me the whole time like look out for that girl watch out for that girl and I just didn't listen to him we go back to my place things are going okay I I just got there so my suitcase is open and all my shits everywhere right I have a hundred dollar bill an emergency hundred dollar bill just in case everything gets stolen, my passport, my cards, I need to go to the embassy, I need to get a taxi to the embassy and some food and some, you know what I mean? I just have this $100 bill. It's your reserve, it's like yeah, your backup plan. exactly. And that was the only thing that got stolen, which was my reserve, which is weird that she got it and took it. But uh, yeah, I don't know, I didn't realize until afterwards putting my stuff away and then all of a sudden it's gone and it's like, 
But it happens, man. You got to be careful. And I think it's good to tell the truth, too, so people don't get this not an understand like a view of Colombia. Like, I love it. Trust yeah. me, that didn't turn me away. Medellin's the best place ever. Don't let that turn you away from coming here. But yeah. also, keep your wits about you. You know, it's something that could happen anywhere in the world. It's yeah, it's true. It's not about Medellin. And, like, you know, you get this in your comments all the time. And I get this in real life to people and mm. family and friends who talk to me. But it's like, well, but isn't Colombia dangerous? Or isn't insert you know country like really dangerous yeah you could get kidnapped you could get robbed it's like yes like you could that could happen mm -hmm. but it could also happen pretty much anywhere man like yeah you know i'm from a pretty like first world nation with like you know everything's very developed and people get kidnapped people get robbed people get shot yeah you know things happen man the odds are so small of getting like kidnapped and like what everyone says like so so i wish I wouldn't do that, but I don't want to have my kidney harvested or something like that. That's, a common That's like, yeah. Every time you see someone swimming, you're like, there's sharks. Do you know about sharks? Like, oh, you're crazy for going to the beach because there's sharks. Like, it's just the odds are so low. Speaking, you know, going back to what you were saying a second ago, though, man, like I, that's what I find. And that's why you've got such an amazing TikTok audience and, and everything like that is because you're so authentic. Every story that you're telling, everything that you're documenting. I mean, right now you're, you're doing a 30-day daily vlog challenge Yeah, or yeah, like I'm trying to. I took some days off because I, I got fucked up, but yeah. <laughs> that's, that's life. But uh, what I love about that like, is that you're really putting yourself out there and being vulnerable mm -hmm. to not only, you know... <sighs> the negativity and like people judging you and people putting yeah. you in some type of you know box but also like you know, i don't know how it is with your work peers and stuff like that but how people you know like outside of the tiktok world yeah how they judge you how they view you and, and all that stuff yeah how, how do you find like balancing being authentic and vulnerable and then also keeping like some things just like you know like this is just for me yeah there's definitely some stuff that's just for me like, uh, and I also, it, it started to interfere a little bit with my personal life. Like I just went on a date with a girl last night and she knew about my TikTok mm -hmm. and she knows it's like, oh, you got this thing about big booty Latinas, like bro. And I'm not going to pull out my phone and be like, oh, by the way, let me get this TikTok video. And she's yeah. going to know, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just it's someone like, I'm for just his TikTok. I'm just trying to have a good night and just chill. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I kind of have to save some things, but my friends and family know that like who I am on TikTok is who I am. So there's no real pushback from them. They're just like, oh, it's fucking Austin doing this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but but it's still got to be like it kind of new, right? Because I mean, mm -hmm. like seven months ago, you were not TikTok famous. You were not putting out this content. You weren't doing this this type of travel. I mean, I'm sure you've traveled in the past, but not like this. Yeah. Right. So like, it's it's a is it an adjustment or are you just the type of person you just roll with the punches and it's like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I feel like it's funny. I, I took a personality test and there's like these five personality traits and one of them is orderliness. And I rank in the hundredth percentile of least orderly. Okay. So I'd like my, I can live in a dirty room. I can live in a different spot. And I think that's just, and it's a bad thing, mm -hmm. but I think in this scenario, it's actually a pro. Okay. That allows me to just be like, yeah, I don't know where I'm staying tomorrow or I'll have to stay in a dorm room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or a nice Airbnb. You know, it's well, always well, something that, different. That benefits, I mean, the story that you're telling and the content that you're putting out as well. Because, you know, something we talked about when we first met is like you're able to kind of create content that caters to people with all budgets and all backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Come going to kind of all countries. 
um, you know, and that's something that's really unique because you're not so bougie that you need to be <laughs> in the Four Seasons, yeah. but you're also like, you know, I could stay in a hostel, I could stay in like a whatever, but like, it's just, you just, uh, from what I gather, from what I like, you know, the content and me meeting you is that you're just like, you're just down, you're just easy. Like, it's just like, whatever, man. Like, and that's why I think you and Jamie get along so well uh, yeah, as well. Yeah. Jamie, you know, my business partner, for those who don't know, um, he basically is very much the same. I've seen Jamie be happy with like a tiny bed and like a, a, like a little hostel, $4 a night, you know, you know, traveling around Asia and whatnot uh, to, you know, living a little bit more lavish and some nice, you know, four yeah. five star hotels and like eating pretty good meals and doing this and that. So I think it speaks to the adaptability and just being able to kind of like, you know, quickly move and adjust. Would you say that that's kind of like a, one of your like, pillars of your personality? Yeah, that's so like, yeah, that I never heard it framed that way. And I've never really even thought about it like that. But I think you hit the nail on the head is like, that is sort of, you know, when I do the daily vlog and the cost, some, some days are $300, some days are $36. You know what I mean? And it's like, I like the vibe of both. Yeah. Sometimes a hostel vibe is more fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you meet people who are also down for whatever. And a bottle means more. You bring like a cheap bottle to a hostel, people are like, fuck Everyone's yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Dude, I've, yeah. I've experienced that firsthand when I was like traveling all around Europe is I pretty much exclusively stayed in hostels. Mm -hmm. And the best part about hostels and for me, solo travel was meeting these people from around the world who have the same yes. mindset. Yes. The same, they're, they're kind of, you know, if, if I'm sharing a room with like eight to 12 random strangers who I've never met before, you know, I've got to be a pretty open-minded person who likes travel and likes meeting new people. Yeah. Generally speaking, that's the type of person who stays in, you know, at least in the hostels I've been to. Yeah, no, it's true. And, you know, sometimes I just like, you know, go to have dinner outside or, you know, patio or rooftop or something like that. And, you know, those social hostels like you talk about and mm -hmm. stuff, you know, you just sit down and have a drink and like people join you and then you meet their friends and then I've had it where like big groups of people just came from me sitting down with a bottle and <laughs> Australian yeah. crazy motherfucker comes up and he's just yeah. like hey mate mind if I join you like yeah, yeah. it's always the Australians it's always they get the it Australian going <laughs> but uh, yeah man you know I, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit and start diving a little bit into like the different countries you've been to okay. and, and, the, and the different vibe. Walk me through the six months, like which countries have you been to? Yeah, so uh, started out in Mexico. So I went to Mexico and did Playa del Carmen first. My trip started out horribly. My Airbnb was like in the hood hood. Oh, and this yeah. was when I was brand new and was like just overwhelmed. So that first month was where I actually canceled the Airbnb and went to Cancun instead. And that was the first time I went to a Selena. My, my, a Selena's like a travel hostel okay. brand out here. Yeah, they're great, they're great. They, the hosts all speak English, okay. very like, it's like high-end hostel. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I fuck with those. Yeah, they're good, yeah. <laughs> you get best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. No bed bugs generally. Like. Right? Yeah, yeah. But people out your door, like people could stay in dorm rooms there or private, private rooms. rooms. So yeah, you get a good yeah. mix. And ever since, oh, it was like the best, the, I don't know. Okay. I want to not spend too long on here, but I'll tell you this is kind of funny. So I, this was back when coronavirus just started, right? So Brazilians had to stay somewhere else other than Brazil for two weeks before they returned to the States. And that was the exact time I went to Cancun and classes were starting back up. So it was a bunch of Brazilian athletes, <laughs> like Brazilian volleyball players, like a bunch of women and men, Brazilian athletes were all in this one spot. 
And it was the worst idea ever because all they did was fucking party their asses off in Mexico, probably catch the coronavirus, and then go into the States. Oh, my but that experience was just like so strong of partying with these. They were so wild. It was so much fun. They brought me into their inner circle. It was like me and a bunch of Brazilians partying. And uh, that was the start of it all. And I think that was such a good, like got off on the right foot that I just wanted to keep going. Tulum, crazy expensive, but really cool. And then I went to Costa Rica. That's when I had my family come out. You asked about people uh, coming out. Sometimes I'll invite family members out. So the family came and uh, that was a whole different experience. And then I went to Spain for a little bit, just two weeks, Brazil, Colombia, back home and then back to Colombia. That is, that is a ride. It was a ride. Months, it was a ride. My last six months have been here in Colombia. <laughs> and that was, that was enough of an adventure yeah. compared to you know, what life was like back home. But you know, I think I'm about to enter into kind of a similar phase of hopping around place to place yeah you're jumping around the u.s right yeah i'm gonna be like all around the u.s i'm gonna be going to europe in the summer um you know probably go back to canada for a bit um and then whatever in between i might come back here i might you know might do a costa rica might you know yeah I'm inspired by a lot of your travel man a lot thank of the, you man a thank lot you of the, a lot of the places you've been to i want to go i have a lot of friends in brazil and great Brazilians are just they're the best. amazing people. They're the best. They're just so warm and they're, they're so inviting and loving. And I love their culture so much. I'm, I'm scared of the whole Portuguese thing because I barely got Spanish down. Yeah. I figured out, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to go and confuse my whole thing going down to, going down to Brazil. But uh, yeah, man, like, tell me some of the highlights of Brazil for you. I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I want to hear about that, man. As far as Portuguese, like, yo no falo português bien. Like, that's basically what all, all you had to say. Like, I don't speak Portuguese. I know obrigado. Uh -huh. Just like, thank you. Yeah. And I was, like, surviving on that. And a conta is la cuenta. And I was just talking with my hands or just figuring it out Google Translate. So you could do it, but it is, it's way different than Spanish. It doesn't, yeah. it's, I don't know, but it was great, man. Rio, I stayed the whole time in Rio. Okay. Rio is the most beautiful city. Medellin's my favorite city, but Rio is crazy. Mm. You have Christ the Redeemer looking over you at all, at all times. Giant hills, these crazy beaches. It was amazing. I actually went into the favelas in Brazil too. Nice. Um, I went, that was one of the highlights was going into the favelas, I could get into that. And then meeting the women out in Brazil. Brazilian women are amazing too. And they're, they're a lot, to me, they're a lot warmer. Like they're a lot more like, so Not like, physically, but like you like emotionally. Brazilian women more than Colombian. Oh man, I can't go on camera and say. I don't want that on tape. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta think about I need to meet more than sure. I need to meet more of both. You know, I need a bigger sample size. That's a safe answer. I'm a data analyst. I like I like lots of data. I need more data points the better. So, so you have a spreadsheet. On, on, I, um, <laughs> no, no, not a not open, but I do have a lot of spreadsheets. I do have a lot of spreadsheets. Not gonna lie. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking hilarious. Man. But yeah, bro, Brazil, that sounds incredible. What are some highlights from Costa Rica? Costa Rica was a weird trip because it was I was with my mom and my family the whole time. Right. And it was like a lot of beaches, a lot of drive. Okay, so I rented a stick shift car in Costa Rica, yeah. and I don't know how to drive stick because that's all they have. Yeah. So I'm renting the car. She's filling out the paperwork. I'm with my ex-girlfriend at the time and I'm Googling how to start a manual car, which is the hardest fucking, I didn't know it was the hardest part. I figured I would go, go and then go into a parking lot and get it, but starting the car is like that, if you can do that, you might as well be driving manual. So it was hard as fuck. I didn't understand the clutch thing and she gets me into the car, 
we just signed the paperwork of the insurance and I, I go to start it and of course fucking stall out. And then she's like, all right, yeah, it's a new car. And then I do it again. And then she's like, okay. And then I do it again. And then she's like, roll your window down. And she's standing right next to me. I don't want to roll my window down. Cause if we don't have this car, I can't make it to the airport to pick up my family. Oh damn. Yeah. And this is like the, I was the day of, I just decided to get this fucking car. And so we do it. I, she I eventually she rolls the window down and tells me the e-brake is on first of all, and <laughs> and that because you don't put it in park, you gotta e-brake yeah, it. Yeah, and fine. so I'm like, okay, that that was it. And then I'm like, this is it. She's gonna take this car away. And of course it's like, and I'm like, bye. And I just take off and skirt down just the street and like, out. yeah. And then I just figured <laughs> out we were, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that's probably why she's. It's crazy that North America, man, we don't like drive stick, and like yeah, that's something no. that I always feel like so mm -hmm. stupid. Like I feel dumb when I come to like like Latin America yeah, or, true. or Europe or places where it's like that's the main so type of driving. I'm like, why don't I? I know this. Like it, it would take me probably a day or two to learn, and I, but I just never feel the need to because I always have an automatic. Car, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true, and there's kind of like a man thing to it too. Like there's, men need to drive stick yeah, or something yeah, like that. Like, like masculinity tied to like being able to drive stick. But yeah, it's like it, it's like, it's like it doesn't seem like a hard thing to learn. It's just if you never had to do it, why? Would, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Actually, I I lied. I did. My dad tried teaching me one time, one yeah. time just so I had a little bit of experience. Okay. But still, I, I'm still not good. I yeah. still can't drive. And Costa Rica's like hilly it's and hills are the fucking worst on stick people here are like the drivers here i'm impressed like now that i can try to drive i see them do shit and i'm like damn man up the hills and that's... stuff too it's like like i i rented a car and just drove around the mountains over the weekend mm -hmm. and um i found it so crazy that like people are doing that with like these really shitty cars yeah 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 stuff like it's like okay good for you is it the same way in europe Europe, yeah, pretty much for the most part, I found that it's pretty hard to find automatic cars Dang. when you go to rent them. We're the only ones. I was in, um, I was in Greece one time with a buddy of mine, and uh, we were uh, we go to rent a car, and like we went to multiple agencies. There's like they looked at us like idiots. Like, why would you? What you can't drive <laughs> stick? Yeah, so yeah. Like, so you can't you drive. A girl. It's like, yeah, they're like, so you can't drive. It's like no, no I could, I could drive. I just. Yeah. Like, so you don't have a license then? It's like, no, I just, I just don't <laughs> drive stick. Damn, right? they were hitting you with and, the, like, you don't then, have a license. And then, and then finally we got to one place and they're like, oh no, we got just a car. They pull out a smart car. Like a smart car. Okay, yeah. You're a big dude, yeah. Yeah, dude. Trying to whip around the, the mountains <laughs> in Greece in a fucking smart car, but made it work. It was actually kind of fun, man. Okay, I, I need to see the photo of you in the smart I feel like the steering wheel <laughs> yeah. looks like this. It's, it's honestly like, not imagine. as bad as I thought. Okay, inside, okay. It's, like, you know, it, it's not too bad. You got to give me some European advice. Like, I want to travel Europe and I need to know. Bro. My favorite country, so the first country I ever. Um, traveled solo was Italy and Ooh, I want to Italy, Italy I so just bad. fell in love with that country bro yes you I know, want to go to Italy obviously started off in like Rome Rome's cool because you know obviously Colosseum, the history all, yeah, all of that everything you see all these amazing um you know architectural things art things Vatican City and it's a pretty walkable city too you know you walk around everywhere but obviously I mean, you talk about, like, I was talking about, like, not fucking with touristy stuff too much. Yeah. That is, like, the mecca of, like, tourism, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But 
as soon as you get out of out of Rome and you, you get off the beaten path a little bit, you have a great time. But my favorite part, and I went to a bunch of cities in Italy, um, but my favorite part was the Amalfi Coast, man. Amal- down, I haven't even heard down, of it. Down in Sorrento, oh bro, like it is, it is absolutely gorgeous. Like you should I definitely need to put try that it. on your list, bro, because it's like, it, it's the coastal vibes, but like in, in Italy. So it's yeah, like right. Oh. That, that you want. I'm a foodie too, so it's like Italy's got to oh, be bro. great. Italy, you can eat like pasta, pizza, and all the amazing food every day and not gain a pound. Why? The food, the ingredients are so fresh. You're walking uh, around all day. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's different standards in Europe for like what what's considered food compared to. <laughs> oh my God! North yeah, America, North, you know? we're the worst. Yeah. We're the worst. Exactly. So you just feel better, and you can actually pick out and like not. I swear to God, like you don't really gain weight, man. It's it's crazy. I love pasta and stuff. Speaking of that, like people think when they're like, oh, you're in Mexico or you're in Colombia, like you get diarrhea and stuff when you eat. It's like I get that when I go back to America. Like there's so much shit in our food. Dude, that is like a topic that we could explore for a long time. But, <laughs> but just, just touching on it, man. When I came down to Colombia the first time last year, I noticed that, you know, and back in Canada, like, I mean, we got a lot, like the four seasons, but like, the worst of, of all of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, in winter, it's minus 40. <laughs> yeah. In the spring, yeah. all the you know, snow's melted and now all the allergens in the air. The fall, you know, I like the fall. It's my favorite season. And then obviously winter again, but like my allergies were, are crazy in Canada. Like I can't yeah. breathe out of my nose properly. I'm I've, the same. I'm I've the got same. Like, you know, fixed my deviated septum. I've and tried get every that nasal spray in the world. You know, uh, Benadryl. Like, like Did you do the uh, neti pot? I, I've tried I that. Uh, I yeah. tried everything, man. <laughs> Nothing worked. I land in Colombia, gone. Absolutely no problems breathing. I love everything, it. Everything, like skin clears up. And it has to do with the air and the food, right? Like, yeah, I think so. 100%. 100%. It, it, it's so important, man. And I think you, you put a video out on like breathing posture or yeah something. that's something i'm also passionate about that i just decided to put out on tiktok it was my most viewed video it's, it's just crazy it's my most viewed video i'm like out with these colombian girls and, and i recorded a video just from me sitting in a chair talking about breathing and that blew up the <laughs> most the yeah. most it's so weird yeah, that's the like, frustrating t- thing about tiktok is you think you got to so figure it out you think you know what your audience wants you think like yeah. you got a system and a process but then it's like okay I put, I'm going to put out this random video that is, you know, you care about it. And it, it it's yeah. something meaningful and it does the best. Yeah, right? so but weird. I think, the, I think the crazy part about that though, and like going back to TikTok and stuff for a second, right? I mean, as you know, get another one too. My, my business partner, Jamie and I, we run, you know, obviously a you know, TikTok marketing agency. I think that's why we... Uh, click so well in in that in the TikTok regard, right? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Travel, by the way, but like documenting your journey and creating content and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cheers, by the way, brother. Yeah. Um, you know uh, w- what I was getting to and what I was kind of saying there is that with with TikTok, what we've seen with our clients is like the things that work and don't work. You just have to test. You just have to put yeah, stuff out there. Yeah. And, and I think one of the reasons. I'm not an expert at all at this Mm -hmm. stuff, but one of the reasons why that video probably popped so well is is because you're already like, you already have a bit of a following. Mm -hmm. You're extremely authentic. You're talking about things that you actually care about. And TikTok is an entertainment platform that recognizes that. 
and people yeah. it comes through the content where people even if they're not your main followers or whatever the people who see that and relate with it are like yo i just trust what this guy's saying for some reason yeah it's and like, weird it's, it's so weird thing, and then you share it and you watch it again and then yeah you, you know, that kind of stuff it's just cool how that works it is so weird I know exactly what you're talking about. And by the way, your team is amazing. Thank you, bro. Jamie's amazing. All this stuff is so high quality. Like, I watch the clips from your guys' pages, and it's just like, oh, shit, these guys are really doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys are doing it for real, for Dude, real. I, I appreciate it. I love that, it. I, I definitely, you know, try not to make the podcast an ad or anything <laughs> for the agency in, in any regard. But, but it's it is true. something that we're doing, and it's something that enables us to live this life i mean six months ago dude i was working full-time in the federal government like i had a, a nine to five job while building this thing and for me one of the things that i struggled with so much with my nine to five was i just didn't i just didn't care like, it, it wasn't something i, I gave a shit yeah, about yeah. at all and so i had to find a way to do something else and luckily jamie and i have been building this for you know year and a half now and we've gotten to a point now where we're not only blowing up our clients on TikTok and making all their content and stuff, but starting to do it for ourselves. Yeah. And I just uh -huh. started my TikTok journey as well, which yeah. is like something that took me way too long to get started <laughs> on. And it's always like embarrassing to me to like talk to people uh, about TikTok and running an agency and getting yeah. people millions of views and followers and all this stuff, but I can't crack like a hundred followers because I, <laughs> I never cared to make TikTok. Yeah. Content. I yeah, oh sorry I just all what you're saying I think about TikTok a lot and all what you're saying is so true it's like TikTok's biggest growing demographic I think is like 20 to 30 year olds but they're all afraid to use it so there's like not a lot of 30 year olds making con or like in that age group because TikTok has this weird it still has this weird stigma about it and that's why I think you guys are going to win because you're taking it seriously now when not enough people are and in three years it's going to be the thing like I have laughed harder on TikToks I like watch it more than YouTube. It's way more addicting, way yes. more fun. I think you guys are on the right path. Dude, I really sure. appreciate that so much, man. We definitely do see the future of this platform and what it's doing for people. Honestly, like it feels better from a community standpoint using uh, TikTok over any other um, social media platform. Yeah, right? it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, like because uh, you know Instagram. You were kind of touching on this before without even calling out Instagram. <laughs> but you're basically saying that like. It's a trophy case where people are just showing the highlights of, you know, here's the most glamorous part of my trip to Tulum. Yes, you know, but yes. You're never going to put the shitty Airbnb experience as a post on Instagram because, you know. So true. You know, whereas on TikTok, that's a fucking whole story. That's a series. And yeah. that's a thing that people comment on. And then you can respond to the comment with a video and like you're actually building a tangible community that's kind of all on the same path. And then when you get to meet the people in person, yeah, yeah. I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. That's why like getting a little meta here, but it's cool <laughs> you're doing it here on the podcast. No, it's so cool, man. It's so cool. And you're and you put it so perfectly framed it the way I was I didn't even know I was thinking about it like this. But it is a trophy case. It is, no one puts the embed and it makes me wonder if I should just do it and see what happens. Like just put that out there. The worst photos, do like it. a blurry photo. Like what? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I just shouldn't. We shouldn't be brainstorming about this. Why not? It might be, but, <laughs> okay, but like, yeah. Who knows if that would do well? I think like if you if you started 
like the thing is it's it's not one to one you can't just put what you put on TikTok put it on Instagram and hope that it, it does well you still yeah. gotta Instagramify it it's, it's so gotta weird be a yeah a little bit more visual and cinematic and capture people's attention you know in a different way but at the same time what's to say you can't tell a non glamorous story in a glamorous way maybe there's interesting something there. yeah like, yeah you know, no one no one shows you their house with the dishes in the sink. But if, uh, you, made a, yeah, yeah. if you made a video about, you, like, you went live while doing dishes. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Someone, people go viral just eating a bite of a burger on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so weird. So the same book could pop on Instagram. I don't know. All I know about Instagram and all these platforms now is they're copying TikTok. Yeah, they're going TikTok all, all in on video, yeah. all in on the short style, vertical video content yep. style. You're seeing all these um, people who have a little bit of money put a lot more money and investment in the the, the um, production of their TikToks, making things look better. You know, the subtitles, basically like what we do in our agency for our clients who are willing to pay for that kind of thing. But the beautiful part about TikTok is that's not necessary. It's, it's not nice, necessary. It's a nice to have. But it's good. But it's great. Like, I think it looks good, but yeah, I don't know. It's, sorry, I, I nerd, out about, nerd out about this because, that's why I love your group, by the way, because I talk about this shit all the time. I think about it all the time. And my friends just aren't, about, they are in the life, you know what I mean? They, they don't live it. But I think... It's, it's, it's guaranteed captions do watch time and all this. And it's like, I think just a lot of people aren't taking it as serious as it needs to be because they don't see the future of it. Mm -hmm. In three years, however they start monetizing and however the ad space starts working on TikTok, I think people with 100,000 million followers are going to actually start getting money the way they do if they were on YouTube, you know? Well, we got a, we, a mutual friend here, you know, Mike Rama. Shout out to Mike. And, you know, you guys should all follow him on, on TikTok, by the way. Uh, but basically, Mike has, has carved out this uh, vertical of this, this TikTok space that basically helps brands connect with creators, right? I think that's, like, genius because I, I literally had a call today with someone who has over, over 350,000 followers, blue checks, Everything, nice, nice. Can't monetize their brand. Can't yeah. figure out how to make money off their following mm -hmm. and the community that they've built. And it's like, that is just going to become a legitimate income stream for most creators in the future. But you have to take that kind of seriously now and like reverse engineer that. And, you know, we have a client. And again, I, I hate like. No, no, it's good. It's good. I like, like it. Emotion, but, you know, our good buddy and, and client Hayden Cashin. Um, so shout out to Hayden, you guys should follow Hayden Cashin as well. But basically he just hit 100K followers and he had this lofty goal when he started working with us to get to 100,000 followers in 30 days, which is like, that's any tough. TikTok creator knows yeah, that yeah. That's, that's not easy that's to grind, do. That's a grind, man. That's a grind. Gonna, you, know, you could do it if mm -hmm. you're putting out an insane volume and you have a couple go stupid viral god tier. Yeah, virality. it's true. It's true. But for the most part, you're not. You know, we even knew it's like, okay, look, I'd love to help you with this, but we'll see. Like, what happens? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, Jamie, how many followers did Hayden get in the first month? About 5,000. About 5,000. So in the first 30 days, from 100,000, and it's like, I'm at 5,000. 
275 days since that since starting that goal he now hit 100k ah such and, a good feeling and, and his view on it has changed so much where it's like it's not even about the follower count it's about this deep community that he's built with people yes. who actually recognize him I, I, i'm not at liberty to dis- discuss the financials but mm-hmm. my dude is doing well nice for his business nice tiktok alone that's without any kind of real um partnerships or anything like that it's just funneling it back into his own business and his new education company which he started as well so that's awesome that just shows to me that that's not even one year of focused effort on, yeah. on growing his account and his following in an authentic and, and real way in a very very crowded marketing space right imagine 10 years from now yeah exactly and it snowballs because you get better at it that's the like one I get, thing I will say that Gary V got. He, 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 he gets a lot of shit, bro. I like Gary V. I, I like Gary V too, man. But, like, you know, I think he's become a bit of a meme. In, in like, yeah, people are roasting him pretty yeah, hard. Pretty in, hard. In the culture. But he takes it like a champ. So that's what I like about Gary V. But he, he, you know, if you really fundamentally distill his message, it's stop caring what people think and just put the content out there. I, I'll be the first to admit I care what people think. When I when I you know go to put an Instagram story out, I might record it a couple of times because I'm like, oh, I fumbled this one word or I yeah. did this thing wrong or mm-hmm. whatever. But you recognize that the you know those times when you say fuck it, I'm gonna just post it or fuck it, I'm gonna just put it out. I'm sure you feel that with some oh, of your yeah, TikToks 100%. when you're about to hit send. Just fuck it, I'm yeah, putting it out. Fuck it, here we go. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it is. How it is a lot of the time. If you do that enough, people feel that. That's why you're kind of able to be so successful, man. Why don't you speak on that a little bit, like the authenticity and, and remaining real on these platforms a little bit. I want to hear like yeah. some of your thoughts on that. It's funny. I, I had the goal, too, of 100,000 followers. But now I'm thinking it's more about the individual hit? follower. Would you, would you cleanly hit? I, can't, I hit it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's growing. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but now it's the individual followers. I really feel like, like I met someone who bought me a bottle of 13-age scotch for my birthday. And he followed me on TikTok and said, you motivated me to come to Medellin. Oh, and the dude. second I met him, we, we hung out. We took, I rented a mansion. He was invited to the mansion. He got to hang out. Like, I love meeting people because I'm trying to make the stuff I wanted to see three years ago mm-hmm. to let people know this is possible. Dude. And like, I will go have a drink. If any of you guys are in Medellin, I'll meet up with a drink 100% because uh, I feel like we're all in the same boat. We're like single guys that want to solo travel. That's basically, and there's a lot of us who want to do that because whether it's the dating pool in America, whether it's like having an adventure, whether it's seeing the world, or I know a lot of people who are Colombian who want to come back to Colombia because they've never been. They're like of Colombian descent, so you want to return to the homeland. Yeah. There's a lot of that, and I think gaining followers has become a little less important to me. It still is. Yeah. It's kind of like you feel great. I feel great Still being able to show someone. Of yeah, oh man, the dopamine rushes of like when your stuff starts going viral and stuff. But now I'm trying to move more towards really strong community more than anything. How do you see, how are you going to manage that? Like, Oof. we're talking about 100K plus, uh, what are you, 116? Something like that. Something around there at the time of recording this podcast. It'll definitely be more by the time we put it out. Yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, you know that, that being said, that's like two football stadiums full of people uh, who are following you already. It's weird how, to think about. How do you think that you're gonna manage one to one at scale? 
Yeah, that's true. I think I would have to do events. I'm thinking of doing like, hey, we're in, I'm in once a month. I'm in, I'm in Brazil this month. All my followers who are in Brazil, we're doing this event at this spot. I'd love to come out, hang out, whatever network, whether it's a party or not. And that, that, might, that might blow up that, in my face. That might be a horrible idea and I might stop it immediately, but that's where my mind is at. Um, but uh, Gary Vee, coming back to him, he always says, do things that don't scale in, while you're not at that point yet. So if I ever grow, like I can do this not, like anyone who, met, anyone who DMs me on Instagram, I respond. Anyone who DMs me. And I do voice recorded responses. I spend like an hour a day responding to every single Instagram message because I want, first off, I can do it now. Like it's, it, I, can, uh, I can do it. And then when push comes to shove and my community needs to show up, like there was a post where I wanted to get this brand deal about in Bali and I just asked them to, to and then everyone's like, this guy spent his time to re respond to my Instagram message. I'll spend the time to comment his name on a thing. You know what I mean? So I think it, it, it works. It works. And hopefully I can still do that with mass scale, but I don't know if I even get there, but that's the plan is to try to get to super mass scale. So, so Austin, it's funny. Jamie and I were actually talking about this. We were talking about kind of like where you're at right now. And like, I don't even think you realize what you're sitting on. Really? I, I don't think, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you, you, you even realize where you're going to take this community and what you're going to do with it because I think it's going to have a global impact. You're literally a, a digital bromance. <laughs> like you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. actually doing that right now and you add that, you know, you're talking about creating content for three years ago, you, which a concept I love by the way, but imagine three years from now. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I, I feel, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, man. It's weird to do, do you ever think like entrepreneurship does it do you ever get that itch i I don't know i I want to stay away from it as long as possible okay. and I want to just do stuff that I would like to because luckily I still have my job mm -hmm. I still have like my even though it's not like my main if my manager's watching sorry <laughs> <laughs> Sam uh, he watches some of my stuff though but my, he's super cool and supportive but like I have plans to if this were to take off. Like you said, I wake up passionate about this. Right. Like, and I'm passionate about my job too, but I wake up, yeah. I wake up ready to go fired up about this. And so I want, I totally forgot the question, but I want to be, get to that point and hopefully I do. So it's like being a creator first is what's always been more, more important to you right yes. now as opposed to, you know, building a business off the back of it. Exactly. Because, and I think that was one of my strong points. I've denied anyone watching my t from TikTok. I've denied four different brand posts. They were not for a lot of money, but they wanted me to promote like a vape pen. Uh -huh. They wanted me to promote this millionaire match thing. Yeah. They wanted me to promote all this shit that didn't that I didn't like. It didn't align with you yeah. and who you are as a person. Exactly. Okay, that's genius that you're you're doing that, and you should put out content about that. By the way. That's okay, I'll, I'll try. I'll try but, it. But because now you're kind of gaining even more trust with your your audience that when you do make a partnership that you're actually doing it because you actually care about this product yeah. or service yeah. and you actually use it and that to me is like way better and this is what like this is what I love about podcasts right is for a lot of podcast hosts 
I actually trust, like, if I'm listening to a podcast, I subscribe to it and I love it, I, I will trust the, the host's recommendation on a product or service a hundred times more than any TV commercial or yes. any billboard or anything like that. Yes. Because it's like, even if this person's lying and they're just chilling out for some whatever vape thing. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, <laughs> if, I, if this person who I look up to and I already spend hours of my week and month and life digesting their content, there must be a reason for that. And if, I, if I'm already doing that, their word means a lot. So your word, your reputation is pretty much everything in this game. Yeah. And, and that's why I've kind of made a concerted effort myself with my brand and podcast and everything. I only work with my own brands. Yeah, I yeah. I only pump my own shit. That's my <laughs> ego talking Yeah, shit. yeah, but sure, but that's like, real. I, I don't want to, like... I don't need a hundred protein bars. <laughs> no, but and the pro is that we don't need the money. Exactly. Like that's what helped me. Like if I was a struggling create, and then like that that four hundred dollars would go a lot further. But you know I'm a computer scientist and I have a good job and I make money, so it's like I'm not gonna. Sell. This is me on a vape commercial. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, like I don't vape, so I just it would it would be horrible. Yeah, it would be horrible, and I don't want to do that to to people who actually trust me. Hundred percent, man. Kind of winding things down here a little bit. I mean, I know we could sit here and just, just chat mm-hmm. for hours, man. I feel like we're just getting started here. But, you know, one of the things I, I kind of want to talk to you about is you talk about this, this Bali deal. And, and, oh, yeah. And so it's one of the places you're going to be going to next. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that trip and what's, what's next? Yeah. Well, I mean, am I going there? Or, or like, are you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, think I don't know. I, I don't know. I thought you wanted to go to Asia at some point. Like you wanted to yeah. do some travel around there. Well, I've, I've always been wanting to go to Asia. And I actually agree with the product because like I want to lounge out all day and be able to jump in the pool and get out and get on a work call and exercise and just be, look, I'm wearing sweatpants right now. Shit. I like comfortable shit I can do stuff in all the time. Exactly. So that was actually a brand that I was like, oh, I fuck with this. I go to I want to go to Bali, and uh, my next trip is Asia. So everyone, digital, regardless, digital bromad adventures. I'm going to Korea first, the Philippines. I'm definitely gotta go to I go Bali. Uh, Confuse the Philippines then, because I remember you telling me something about Asia, but like I guess my brain crossed paths. Ah, okay, okay. Bali yeah, no, no, no. I I've been talking about the Philippines. Yeah. I think or I think last night even we might have said something. I've been trash. Last night's a bit but, of a blur. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was supposed to not drink today, but it's good. It's good hanging out with you, man. It was it was great. But um, no, yeah, I want to bring the digital bromad to to asia and see a lot of my stuff is for single men and so just like different cultures and and being authentic with it like oh i can't get an asian girl because or whatever you know what i mean like just really talk about this is the different dating pools Mm -hmm. this is how the uh the culture is like i'm really excited to go explore that and just relay it relay it as authentically so does does the digital bromad you know the brand and you're making a lot of content i guess it is single men for the most part that are i mean the big booty latina video (laughs) who doesn't like big booty latinas but like with with all that um you know what happens when when the digital bromad you know settles down or finds a finds a yeah i i've been thinking about that i've been thinking about that i think that I or, have or, this, or, or even does he? <laughs> <laughs> I want. I do want a family one day. I do want a family one day. So I'm gonna settle down. But I'd like to see all the places where I can still give advice, 
you know, I'm like a retired player as a coach okay. or some shit like that. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But uh, in all honesty, I, I do want a family. I love kids. I do want to settle down one day. I'm 31. So it's like I got a little bit of di- digital bromance stuff left. But uh, yeah, this next year I'm touring the world and just figuring out as much as I can. Dude, I love it, man. I'm really, really honored to have had you on the podcast today. I know that we could keep going forever and ever, yep. but I think this is the first of many. We're going to do a lot. Oh, of I hope so, so, man. I, I hope really so. really appreciate deep. having you on, Thank man. you so much. Thank you. And for everyone listening, it's not that deep.